up, y'all? I know it's been a while. Um, fortunately, reality is what it is, and had to step away for a little bit. Uh, new path, new things going on. But today, I'm able to focus on talking about wrestling. So I'm going to take the opportunity where I can. Um, what I really want to talk about today is Beyond Wrestling's Reverse the Curse. It happened yesterday, November 7th. Uh, one match in particular I do want to discuss, uh, but I'll briefly talk about other things on the show that really piqued my interest. First off, it was Galeon versus Brody King, and I was very excited for Galeon because now you know, he doesn't have to hold back. He can show off his intensity and because you know power versus power him and Brody King about the same uh, agility wise I would give the advantage to Galeon and he showed that off in spades he had this beautiful springboard uh, rolling senton that was outstanding he nailed it um, but both guys they brought it and they broke the fucking ring. That's how heavy they brought it or how heavily they brought it. They broke the damn ring. Uh, Brody King was victorious, but Galeon went out there and he established himself as, uh, as a player, as someone that can hang. Um, of course, he's done that in the past. It's just that uh, I don't think he had this much attention but uh, now he does and he can I'm hoping he can use this to uh, elevate himself in the independent scene so please if you if you see that name Galeon then that's a match you're going to want to tune into uh, we also had uh, Shug D teaming up with Trisha Adora against the Kings of the District I love all four of these people um Shug D put up a nice vignette on his Twitter and Instagram where he uh, talked about Trisha Adora reaching out to him, asking him, you know, please come tag with me against these two. And it was really nice. But when you watch the match and then you see what happens after the match, I think you realize if you. You know, once you see that vignette, you realize, okay, this was part of the plan all along, maybe. Uh, unfortunately, Trisha Dora, she got pinned by Jordan Blade, which was just Jordan Blade getting, you know, getting hers back after their their one on one on uh, Beyond Wrestling's Uncharted Territory uh, from the previous Thursday night. So Jordan Blade got her win back, and then. You saw Shug D do what Shug D does best. And what he does is he maximizes every single minute that he is out there for opportunity to make a moment. Before the match, during the match, after the match, Shug D will make an impression. He will leave. 
he will leave his mark and you know he'll you will go home yes you're going to remember your favorite matches even if it's not his fa- you know if it's not his somebody else's you're going to remember something that Shugdi did and you know Trisha she took the pin and Shugdi did, did not take kindly to it and uh, he said you know came here to make a moment you know he was hoping it would be against the kings of the district but might have to be against Trisha Adora and I love I love his persona now I've always enjoyed Shugdi's uh, presentation and his performance uh, even when he had the the basketball player the globetrotter deal going on uh, but to see where he was then and to what he is now it's it's been an excellent ride man and I always look forward to anything Shugdi does and any match that he's in and he turned me on to Spiced Apple Body Wash not gonna lie tried it loved it you know my skin is so silky smooth right now because of that product so I want to thank Shug D for bringing it to my attention and I want to thank Spice Apple Body for just being so damn awesome see you had uh, Jeff Cobb against Wheeler Yuta which is what you expected you know good stuff Harmless, both guys came in, did their thing. Uh, Jeff Cobb picked up the victory. No harm, no foul. It was it was a good match. Um, one of the highlights, personally for me, was main event versus Bear Country. Main event. Oh, I can really see these guys going far not just on the indies but in the business they have the, the their gimmick if you've, if you've never seen main event their gimmick if you will uh, they're a circus act it's a guy dressed up as a lion and his ringmaster and the thing is their talent surpasses the gimmick but it still enhances their character. You know, there's big top, and these guys are over the top. And they just do things so fluently as a tag team. Uh, it's a great mix. Bear Country was perfect adversary. It was, you know, these two brutes against these two well, smaller individuals, quicker, you know, in main event. But of course, Bear Country not not themselves with you know being without their own agility and ability to you know take to the air. But the, of course, relying mostly on power moves. However, uh, it was these two had some really good chemistry. This was a really fun fun match. Story wise, it was exactly what it needed to be. Uh, main event came in, showed up, showed out. Yes, they lost, but they did not suffer anything by losing. 
because after that match the crowd was in love with him the crowd wanted more and um, of course they will get more and beyond they are part of beyond's tag team um, undiscovered gauntlet challenge and so far they're on a roll they won this past week and so they're gonna be back this week on uncharted territory uh, so yes please go check it out uh, of course uncharted territory is every Thursday night on IWTV but I do see if main event can stay the course I'm just saying if AEW can have a dinosaur and a jungle boy somebody can have a ringmaster and a lion that's all I'm saying and you had Megan Bain against Maxi Impaler which I thought this was a great test for Megan Bain because she's normally taking on women that are usually maybe smaller relying more on quickness you don't get to see her go up against these these um, these female hosses and so this was perfect and she got to show off her toughness and her ability to take punishment and persist uh, it was a great outing for her she did pick up the victory which uh, I don't know if I sh I mean I was surprised I don't know if I should have been surprised and I know if she hears this she'll be like how dare you but I gotta say um, really it could have gone either way but I just enjoyed the fact that she finally got to unleash her real strength and her her legit toughness uh, not that she doesn't do it in other matches but this was just a different kind of opponent for her and uh, this was this was as I put on my Twitter you know this was the fight that she needed because the main event of the show was Alec Price against Ricky Shane Page uh, Alec Price is another young star that if he stays the course he's just sky's the limit man uh, he's just a natural at being the scumbag that he is uh, his mannerisms remind me of a, of a younger Moxley in some ways his persona it's bratty little emo screamy whiny bastard but he's just so good at it um, little elements of you know a little bit of Piper um, but just I would say trashier and uh, but his skills both his skills and his promo work uh, have gone next level and I look forward to anything that that he does next um, he has such a bright future uh, this match against Ricky Shane Page, who's another one of my personal favorites. Uh, I'll, I'll watch anything Ricky Shane Page does. Um, I questioned the booking on some of this. And a few other matches as well, I kind of questioned the booking. But hey, uh, I'm not running the company. I don't know, you know, I don't know the behind the scenes stuff. And... I really don't care it's it's you know let them do what they do but they're just putting on kick-ass shows and that's what I care about you know as long as everyone's 
you know, safe and as long as everyone's getting paid, you know, then that's fine with me. I don't give a damn. Um, some people could see this as a heel versus heel match, which they played <laughs> to both. Both of them played to their bastard standards and uh, it was very entertaining. You had one moment where they were both just grabbing the hair and twisting and say, you let go, no, you let go, no, you let go. I thought that was very entertaining. Uh, Ricky Shane Page, he had this great setup uh, for a headlock. Uh, Alec Price just kind of bitch slapped him in the mouth and, <laughs> and RSP sold it like he had you know, lost his entire... Uh, his entire t uh, front jaw and he used that to fake out the ref fake out Alec Price and just put on a headlock and I thought it was great you know he was there cupping his mouth like you know he was bleeding and holding teeth and it was just a setup to put on a headlock and it was great uh, of course RSP you know he doesn't give a shit if you like him or not so why not um of course, Alex, Alec Price picked up the victory. Uh, I and I thought the match itself, like they had let it simmer, and then they started cooking. Like I was, and you know, you felt the burn, you felt the rush, and it's like, oh my god, you know, this is gonna, this is gonna be great. This is coming on, coming along, and then as soon as it started cooking, that's when it finished. And I won't say I was, I don't want to say I was deflated. I did get deflated for something later, but uh, it was just, the ending was just so abrupt, which I think had, you know, I think it had to do with uh, timing, not timing because of there was the post angle that needed to be done, but also because earlier, earlier on you know, there you know, the ring broke, so they had to take time, fix that. And so I think their their match got their match time got cut short because of that, which is why the ending was so abrupt, I think. I don't know. Uh, but I'm just putting two and two together. I could be wrong. Um, but afterwards, you know, well, firstly, I kind of question Alec Price winning uh maybe maybe i'm being biased just because I, I i like ricky shane page so much uh but it can definitely definitely be seen as a a statement win for him uh his first big main event victory and i hope he can just capitalize on it and uh and uh run with it going forward man so you know best of luck but afterwards ricky shane page cut a damn good promo uh, about the current state of wrestling and I know uh, RSP himself has said he was never the best promo guy in the beginning he's come such a long way and uh, so he cut a promo saying that Pro wrestling is the best it's ever been right now, and it's also the worst it's ever been right now. And he basically laid down the challenge. Anybody that's been released by WWE recently, he's waiting. He's waiting for you. 
Um, I think RSP is one of the best on the scene right now, has been one of the best for several years. And uh, I think now's, now's a great time for him to start having all these battles with these major names and to finally make sure everyone knows he is one of the best. And he so he cut this passionate, intense promo, and he finally says he's calling out one person in particular. And man, I got excited. And I was like, oh, who's he calling? Who's he calling? And it's uh, he's calling out Matt Cardona. Uh, but here's the thing if you watch Matt Cardona on Impact, he's just Zack Ryder light. And let's be honest, Impact, booking wise, they're very much just WWE light, you know. Uh, you know, you got Coke Zero. They're WWE Zero. Uh, and I've been, I've been a TNA fan since day one. I, have, I have stayed with this company. I have pushed for this company, but uh, you know, they, they, they can't get out of their own way sometimes. But uh, yeah, if you watch Matt Cardona on Impact, he's he's just an extension of Zack Ryder. If you watch Matt Cardona on the Indies now, especially GCW and now and beyond, he's he's changing, he's evolving, and I want to see where it goes. Cause you know, people say Matt Cardona, I say Meh Cardona. However, now that he's adding these new layers of being an asshole, uh, starting his own group, you know, he's got uh, VSK running with him. VSK, you can also see him on Impact. He's got Smart Mark Sterling uh, as his manager, advisor, lawyer, whatever the hell he is. Uh, I think Smart Mark is just one of the best people to have in your in your camp. That guy knows. That guy knows how to draw heat, really well. Uh, of course, you can see Smart Mark on AEW uh, representing Jade Cargill, and uh, you're just seeing Matt Cardona sink to new lows and new endeavors as just a real asshole. Uh, so I'm, while I'm not interested in what he's doing in Impact. I'm curious to see where he's going uh, in these other places. I'm still not completely sold on him, but I am thankful that he's he's making these changes. So I, I want to see where it goes. But uh, yeah, they end up attacking attacking uh, RSP, who does not have his four four zero guys there, uh, which. Ain't bad. Uh, 440 still alive and well. It's just, it's not necessary right now. When it does become necessary, then absolutely, you know, 440 will come back around. But uh, everyone's out there kind of making their, making their own ways through the business, making names for themselves. Uh, the beauty of it is, snap of a finger, they'll all come back together and take care of business. <laughs> 
But that brings me to what I really wanted to talk about, which is this intergender match between Manders and Masha Slamovich, who just has one of the best names in all of wrestling ever. That's a name you can build on, Masha Slamovich. You can build a division around that name. Uh, I've never had issues with intergender matches. And as a matter of fact, I, th I think it's a great stepping stone for the business and for society as a whole, honestly. Um, if I do have issues with it, it's just believability. You know, I do like a, a bit of realism in my wrestling, which, I mean, let's face it, you know, indies... On the indies, realism, yeah, eh, not always around. Uh, can be a little scarce, but it's always entertaining. It's always very entertaining. But when I saw that these two were gonna go at it, I knew. I was like, "This is the match that needs to happen. That needed to happen." These are just two tough sons of bitches that are going to beat the shit out of each other. And that's exactly what it was. Uh, Masha, Manders, perfect combination. Um, if you go on my Twitter, cheap plug, um, DB Scum and David's Brain Dump. Um, what did I say? I said, uh, you know, they're just the perfect pairing. Because Manders is this thick, beefy, you know, brute. Masha is a force of nature. Like you're not, you're not gonna make her quit. You're not gonna. You know, she's not. She's gonna refuse to die. I said Manders is gonna need to knock her the fuck out. And that's exactly where it went. Um, because again, intergender matches, I mean, you look at the size of some of these dudes and against some of the women, and it's just so off. But if you have the right psychology, the right storytelling, absolutely, absolutely, it can go either way. And this had really good psychology and storytelling to it. Um, Masha just came out the gate just slapping and kicking the shit out of him. Uh, I noticed she did not go for the legs. You know, she did not try to uh, take out his knees or anything. She was trying to at least scramble his brains. Um, a lot of slaps to the head. She had a, a real nice uh, roundhouse kick to the back of his head when he was laying on the ropes for a little bit and so it was it was made very clear she's she's going to try and incapacitate him enough to where he he's knocked out or maybe she can put him to sleep uh, Manders relied a lot on his power moves of course which was good uh, Manders sold really well for her because I don't think it was a lot of selling. I don't think he had to try very hard. She was, again, she was beating the shit out of him. 
which is what needed to happen. It needed to be that way. You want me to believe? Then that's what you got to do. Uh, Masha is just a tough, tough individual. And uh, at one point, Manders, he did a real nice pop-up uh, Oklahoma stampede. Uh, but she would not go down. You know, he had her down with a, He took her out with a lariat. But he, he let her up. You know, two count. And he pulled her up. Which is usually a mistake. You know, in the wrestling business. And he did pay the price. He was able to get another lariat on her. But she kicked out of that one. And again. She will not die. Um, and it made me believe you know it made me believe that okay this is a fight this is not a this is not a uh, scenario this is not an uh, it's not an act this is a fight and so I appreciate what they both brought to the table uh, eventually it became a battle of who's gonna knock out the other one who's gonna who's gonna put the other one to sleep because neither one of them was gonna keep their shoulders down long enough for a three count that became evident neither one of them was gonna quit neither one of them was going to give the other the satisfaction of you know of laying down or of tapping out it was just you need to as I said earlier, knock me the fuck out. And the last, the last, uh, the last segment of the match was an exchange of uh, choke holds, sleeper holds, and it was really, really nice transitions from uh, and reversals from one to the other uh, until finally Masha. She got Manders down, and a few more, uh, a few more beatings to the brain. Uh, she was able to uh, to choke him out, put him to sleep, and she picked up the win. And I was excited. I was excited because she won, and I was excited because this was exactly the match between a man and a woman that needed to happen and I hope future future matches future inter intergender matches uh, competitors they can look back on this match take some pieces of it and add on to it I think this was a great great uh, I don't want to call it a stepping stone but um, it was a great progression of what what can what can make um, a good intergender match uh, what can turn a good intergender pairing and a decent match into something great and uh, I want to thank both of them for Manders and Masha for just bringing it and uh, I do hope that uh, there is a rematch but this time let's take the rules out of it you know, let's get a little extreme. Let's get a little ultra violent. 
Let's let's add that new dimension because neither one of them are strangers to it. And uh, it it will also show that Manders, you pretty much need to kill her if you want her to stop. But uh, yeah, that was that was my. I would say that was probably my favorite match of the night. And uh, again, I think it was a good step forward for intergender wrestling. And uh, I really hope to see that match again. Overall, it was a great show, as usual. Uh, Beyond, I don't don't think I've ever seen them have a bad show. I don't think they're they're capable of it. And uh, I'm thankful that they're around. People want to throw around the term forbidden door. Uh, They were the forbidden door before forbidden door was even a thing. GCW as well. uh, Warrior wrestling. These, you know, these companies were putting on these matches no one ever thought was possible way before AEW was even an idea. And uh, I'm so thankful that they're around and they're they're continuing to be great and uh, they do have uh, another episode of Uncharted Territory coming up this Thursday so please please tune into that and you will not be disappointed but uh, I want to thank you all for listening for those of you who stuck around and me and my amateur skills uh, I'm not a not a journalist not a podcaster I'm just a fan talking that's it Um, but if anybody ever wants to discuss wrestling my twitter is again dbscum at david's brain dump on twitter and that's about all I think as far as wrestling goes that's like the only relevant social media that I have Um, anything you want me to, to discuss I'll be glad to talk about it. And uh, I appreciate you all for listening and being here and giving me a chance. And uh, have a great day. Peace.